Shabbat Shalom. So in the Parsha this week, we have a lot of things going on. But um, one of them is that Rebecca and Isaac meet for the first time. And in just a few verses, end up married. It's a very quick affair. Um, but there's also some beauty in it, and I want to discuss it with you. The text begins, the text focusing on their meeting, begins describing Isaac in a field at sunset. Isaac in a field at sunset with Rebecca arriving in the distance on her camel with her maidens following her. So just imagine this beautiful Middle Eastern scene. The sun is setting. Isaac's in a field. Rebecca's approaching on a camel. Very romantic. And who doesn't love a good romance? And in these short verses, I think it's just three or four, there are a couple of words that caught my attention while I was studying the Parsha this week that I want to hold up for us tonight. The first is lasuach, which thank you to Cantor Addy. We had a nice conversation about it a couple days ago. If you ever are stuck on a Hebrew word, she's the one to call. Um, the JPS, the Jewish Publication Society, which is the standard translation, translates lasuach as walking. But it doesn't mean walking at all. There's really no way you could actually translate that as walking. It's an interpretation. And every translation is an interpretation. And there's good reason why they chose that word. But um, I became interested in it um, for other reasons. So just to offer the full verse, it says, So Isaac is in the field. And he sees Rebecca arriving on the camel. But the literal translation is Isaac went out walking or something. Isaac went out lasuach, let's hang on that word, toward evening. Before calling Cantor Addy, I spent like an hour and a half in my office looking at my books from rabbinical school trying to figure out this word. Um, but I couldn't. I was stuck on it. What was Isaac doing in the field? Lasuach. So Hebrew has a gift for us which is it's based in three-letter roots, every word. So is Arabic, so is Aramaic. It's a Semitic language feature that offers incredible interpretive opportunities. And the root of lasuach is sin yud chet, which is something having to do with a dialogue or a conversation. When you are sitting at a cafe in Israel talking to your friend, it's a sicha, you're having a, a chat. So. A literal reading might be that Isaac was, for some reason, out in the field having a conversation, but there's no one else there. So Rashi also picks up on this, one of our medieval commentators. And he says that the right way to translate this word is not walking or conversation, but actually to pray or to meditate. He suggests this probably because what was Isaac doing out in the field walking and talking with no one else there? What any nice Jewish boy does at sunset, their evening prayers. As a side note, the Jewish meditation movement often cites this verse as an early proof text for, um, for, for the suggestion that meditation is a, a practice in our tradition going all the way back to our patriarchs. So let's set that word aside for a moment. Lasuach, should we practice it? Good job. 
not walking for now, something like having a conversation or maybe meditating or prayer. Let's turn to Rebecca, who far across the field is approaching on a camel, followed by her, her maidens. And the, the translation in our, our, all of our books everywhere says, raising her eyes, Rebecca saw Isaac, she alighted from the camel. And this brings the second word I want to focus on tonight, tipol. The verb that describes Rebecca coming down from the camel in some way, often translated as alighted, really means fall. <laughs> Rebecca looked up, saw Isaac, and fell off the camel. <laughs> the rabbis also pick up on this word, uh, but for different reasons. Rashbam said that she did not fall off, but rather she was sitting side saddle. He said this, middle medieval rabbi, because of modesty. And therefore, she just gently slipped off in the most ladylike fashion. The Radak, another medieval commentator, takes it a step further and said that what she did was rush off her camel to veil herself because a Jewish woman would want to veil herself for modesty before her fiance, her future husband, would see her face. So we see a little theme here with the rabbis. 21st century commentator Rabbi Rodich of San Francisco, though, <laughs> just thinks she fell off the camel. But it's interesting what our rabbinic predecessors seem to have, that, that it's interesting they seem to have been a bit uncomfortable with this word, tipol, that she fell. They for some reason wanted her to be doing something else. Could it be that they saw her falling off the camel as akin to falling in love? And that kind of expression of female sexuality just made them a little anxious? It wouldn't be the first time. Or perhaps, Tipol means that she did come down off the camel, but not in a ladylike way. She had been traveling in the Middle East by camel. It's not Polaris class on United Airlines, right? She was tired. <laughs> I'm glad you liked my joke, Carla. <laughs> um, anyways, she was hot. She was tired. She got off the camel. She might have fallen. But taking a step back, let's look at these two words, lasuach and tipol. Lasuach, to be in some kind of conversation, and tipol, to fall. So there are a lot of directions we could go with this, but I find this actually deeply romantic, as I said at the beginning. And I think that this moment in these words between Rebecca and Isaac can teach us something about relationships. Before they meet, they are each in some type of vulnerable state. Isaac is by himself in a field, opening his heart to God. Rebecca experiences love at first sight and falls off her camel. It's kind of adorable. And it seems like she's being utterly herself. Immediately after this, they marry, and the story of the Jewish people can continue. And so, Isaac and Rebecca teach us that part of making space for someone in our life, part of being able to love a friend, a partner, is about letting down our guards. This scene that sets up their marriage is about the power 
of vulnerability. How guarded are you? How defensive? What are you protecting yourself from? What are your walls built out of? I think we all know what it feels like to be open-hearted, to be in that place where we're truly open to what could be. Are you doing the cheshbon ha-nefesh, the personal spiritual work that you need to do to move into that place over and over again? It's constant work with an openness to being loved despite the risk of being hurt. My blessing for all of us on this Shabbat is that we find our way back to our own field at sunset, to our own places of vulnerability, of peace, to a place where we can be in dialogue, la suach, with that which is holy, and where we can be moved enough to fall off our camels, because something beautiful and important is in front of us. Shabbat shalom. <laughs>